This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Quality Mattresses. Talking Simpsons listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime and get $50 towards any mattress. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we're also talking softball this week. I am your host Bob Mackey and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who is here with me today? Uh, Henry Shortstop Gilbert. Uh, Chris Antista. But more importantly also a very special guest we have right now with us a host of It's Eric Nagel on Sirius 206 XM 103. What's that every Friday? At 6 p.m.? Every Friday night. Yeah. And you just celebrated your two year anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. We did. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on this podcast, but I can only do it if Henry Gilbert shaves those damn sideburns. <laughs> I really have let him go. For the last time, Henry. Yes, uh, Eric was nice enough to promote us on his show, his, mm-hmm. his his gigantic radio show, and I'm sure it brought us a lot of listeners, and we're returning the favor by having him on, and he's also a Simpsons fanatic, which helps yeah. out a lot. And today's episode... And just, we, asked, oh. we asked Eric which episode he wanted to do, and you said this one. And I cannot this wait to hear what you have to say. But this was a bombing moment with my dad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I want to. Well, if we have a moment, I, I actually wouldn't mind hearing a little Simpsons biography of Eric. Like, how when when did you start watching the series? How long have you been a fan? Like, what are your favorite seasons? All that kind of stuff. Um, I started watching uh, the shorts on Tracy Ullman. Ooh, I used to have to damn. sneak down to wow. watch TV to watch Tracy Ullman and the Gary. Uh, it's Gary Shandling it's Gary show, Shandling show. Yeah. on Fox. And uh, I don't know what clicked in my head, but as soon as they announced that uh, The Simpsons were going to become a regular series and the Christmas episode was coming, I figured out how to work the VCR and uh, bought a brick of uh, those JVC tapes. Yep. <laughs> and I just started taping every episode. And But I didn't know anything about video quality because I would yeah. tape SLP. it. And then I would put two VCRs together <laughs> and then tape it again to take the commercials out. Wow, that I never did the dubbing like that. To I just had to trust if I hit pause or not on it. I'm but, sure those JVC yeah. tapes died just in time for the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, they just disintegrated. And trust me, you lose a lot of endings because you you lose the, like the last five seconds of every episode when you start it up again because mm. ah. the tapes move back and forward. But yeah, that was my my obsession. I uh, I had friends in school every Monday morning in homeroom. We'd always talk about. Uh, uh, Simpsons that aired on Sunday night. I, I bought the toys. I had the shirts. I had one shirt uh, uh, that I wasn't allowed to wear at school anymore because it got banned. The underachiever. He said shirt? underachiever. Yeah. I'm proud of oh, wow. it. Proud and of they it? even banned the other one where he's just sticking through like a ribbon. It says "Don't have a cow, man." Every Simpsons thing I had was so banned offensive. in my elementary school. So um, yeah, and just so over the years, taped everything, watched it with my dad, bought all. Anything that they had their their faces on, be it you know Burger King toys or posters or any kind of toy that would ever come out, uh, just a diehard fan. You've kind of taken that onto your show because I know you've interviewed the Simpsons guys a lot. Have you? Yeah. Um, well, as as I, as they come through, I try to get them. Uh, Harry Shearer, not really too willing to uh, to talk long form. Like he'll talk for <laughs> maybe a minute and then he's done. That sounds like uh, Hank Azaria has always been good. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Cartwright, I just spoke to her when I was down in Miami, and uh, I was at the big presentation they had in Manhattan last year where she had a, a bronze bust that was debuted at the in the corporate park for the Fox building right across the street from us. And when I was there, uh, I looked to my right, and there's Mike Reese and Jeff Martin. Wow. And they're just wow. standing there hanging out, have a good time, so I go and talk to them, and Nancy does her uh, unveiling, and then she comes over and says Hi. And then I have to excuse myself, and I say, oh, I have to go next door to do an interview. And Mike <laughs> says, oh, who are you interviewing? I said, John Lovitz. And what? Mike and Jeff look at each other, and he, they go, can we come with you? And I said, yeah, come <laughs> so, I, I would have yeah. literally attacked them with questions, just <laughs> thrown questions at them until they <laughs> relented. Yeah. So my John Lovitz interview turned into John Lovitz, Mike Reese, Jeff Martin, and Nancy Cartwright. Holy okay. And what did we talk about? When is the critic coming back? Oh. <laughs> oh, I did. I heard that one. Yeah, it was just you make it all about the critic. Mm-hmm. Though when you got them all together, you you kind of got asked about that. I think someday we'll 
like I think we should do like a mini critic discussion episode or something. It, Just, it, I get I'm getting a lot of critic references crossed over with my Simpsons references mm-hmm. as we're in this period of right. the show. So I know I know I need to go back and rewatch the critic at some points. Hopefully there's still a DVD still are still a thing in a year. <laughs> so I think we're ready to get into the show itself. And yeah, today's episode, hold on, I have a little ooh, tease. Cool. Daryl, Daryl, yeah, never has the word Daryl been more haunting. And today's episode <laughs> is Homer at the Bat. It aired February 22nd, 1992. Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in Simpsons history. <gasps> oh, my God. Love it, you won't believe it. Martina Navratilova becomes tennis's all-time singles titles leader. Ted Turner announces a new cable station that will air his recently acquired Hanna-Barbera library tentatively titled The Cartoon Channel. And forecasting a future Simpsons episode, Elizabeth Taylor makes her very first appearance on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. Hmm. Wow. Yes. Yes. the Cartoon Network started back then. Like, and that Elizabeth Taylor held out that long for The Tonight yeah, Show? What? I guess, what, she maybe had to promote had, the Flintstones movie? Maybe they had some feud or something? <laughs> Did Johnny know. Carson insult her? <laughs> wait, wait, was this, this is the Leno era, or are we not in the No, Leno we're not era. in the Leno era. Oh, okay. We're You're, just shy of the Leno era. We're so close to Carson being gone. Like, it'll be the next year when he's on The Simpsons, a year removed, and making one of his final, like, public appearances. Mm-hmm. I think Leno's essentially the de facto host, because Johnny Carson yes. rarely hosted his own show towards the end yeah. but uh that that's a uh, yeah, that's a story for weird al yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> eric i'm glad you're here because i don't think are you a baseball fan at all i was uh until 1994 when the baseball strike hit mm-hmm. and then i kind of lost interest but uh i was a baseball fan because my dad was a big baseball mm-hmm. fan and his dad was a, it was a weird thing growing up in new york because you were either depending on the era a Mets or a Yankees fan mm. or if you go back to my grandfather's era the Giants and the Dodgers fan mm. and my uh, grandfather his dad was a Giants fan my dad was a Mets fan after the Dodgers left and uh, I grew up a Mets fan because of my dad so we used to go to Shea Stadium all the time and hear those Daryl chants <laughs> uh, which was weird because he was in New York and people still did it anyway <laughs> was that that was a jeer to like throw him off his game or something it was a cheer in New York, especially like if he had hit a home run the uh, his last up and he's back out on the field, they'd be yelling the Daryl thing and he would t- take off his cap and he'd turn to the okay. audience and the place would go nuts. But they would do it like in uh, Philadelphia or Chicago where it was a jeer because he was out in the outfield and he would do the same thing. He'd turn around and just tip his cap to everybody and acknowledge <laughs> that they were, you know. So he, he didn't like cry a single tear, in other words. <laughs> yeah, you know, this no, is... But- Speaking of single tear, sorry to cut you off. No, no, I wanted no. to show you something. Oh, let me see. One of my one of my favorite things that I have here. Uh, we had Daryl Strawberry in not too long ago, really? and uh, everybody was there with Mets memorabilia and Yankees memorabilia, and he was there promoting his new book about uh, his life story and rehab. And uh, there was an area where everybody was laying down their stuff to get signed, and every like he's looking through everything, and the one thing he saw that he parted the crowd for <laughs> was this. Holy I just ran out of the still, wow. and he signed it for me. He oh, said, okay. this was amazing. That's great. Oh, that's beautiful. That is great. Oh, he signed a still well, of his single tear. That is... Oh, I would argue good. that Daryl Strawberry, while I remember him being a famous baseball player, will live forever or at least a lot longer because of his being the main character of all the guest stars in this he, episode. He is the MVP in right. this episode, yeah. yeah. This is basically all I know about baseball comes from this episode, <laughs> if, if that's surprises no one. Well, I, I, at the time I knew all of these people, but like it, there are, this is a crazy amount of guest stars, first of all. And I do love the opening of the show because during this season of The Simpsons, they're kind of, the first act is kind of a red herring to what the actual plot's going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is how abruptly they have to begin The Simpsons show uh, this Homer at the bat because of how many guest stars they have to introduce. Hey, Homer, slow down. You're going to choke or something. Don't tell me how to eat donuts. Hey, Homer's choking again. <laughs> Isn't there a first aid chart around here somewhere? Somebody's scared of him. for the hiccup. <laughs> Hey, look at this! Softball starts this week. <laughs> that's 30, 30 seconds, uh, yeah. and there—that's a—that's a 
quickest the Simpson has ever gotten any plot. It, it seems like Homer chokes on donuts a lot with how nonchalant <laughs> they are. He's an indestructible the idiot. The animation mm. of it is just amazing mm. where he's like, one donut, one donut, mm. one donut, two donuts at the same time. Like he's, He shoves like six donuts into his mouth at once. It's it's great. Yeah. The gluttony of that animation. Yeah, right? this episode really feels like a Halloween episode because they have so many little skits with so many different mm-hmm. characters and it does feel removed from the traditional Simpsons reality. It's just so cartoonish and I think they decided like we can just make a bunch of fun jokes which is why some yeah. cast members hated this episode uh in that scene when he's choking and, and lenny uh sees the softball lineup if you notice the heimlich maneuver yeah. sign yeah the guy one is 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 puking out a lobster a full lobster <laughs> a whole lobster the guy who was choking looks like um uh, George Takai's character from the Happy Sumo. Oh, yeah, wow. it did look like that. I also I I double checked this, but according to the Associated Press at the time, a uh, a story that a Chris Benzi, a child named Chris Benzi, learned the Heimlich maneuver from that from that slight cutaway and gag. saved it. Uh, used it to save his brother's life. Like that was wow. that was a story at the time. They're like, oh, how'd you know how to do this? I saw it on The Simpsons and. So boy learn saves brother through the Simpsons. Lobsters are not playthings, people. I thought you were supposed to scare choking victims, but uh, I guess it doesn't work. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm with I'm with Eric. This is at the height of my baseball Me fandom too. too. Like I never cared much for baseball after the '94 strike. I'll go to a Giants game every now and then. And this was like, for me, I lived in Atlanta at the time, and the Braves were just on fire in 91 and 92. They got to the World Series back-to-back. They lost both of them, but they were doing great. Now, sadly, you there were no Braves. be careful with those sports facts. It gets I'm people so the angriest. <laughs> get those wrong. I, I know. They hate it. Every time I get them wrong. So you're right, Chris. They really jump into softball immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's funny, upon watching this again, I'm like, this is something that Homer is actually good at. And I forgot yeah. that about this episode. Yeah, and I, I had a real stupid quick clip because I've never seen this movie. This is the one movie my high school had available <laughs> in its library. <laughs> wow, how many home runs are you going to hit with that? Let's see, we play 30 games, 10 at-bats a game, 3,000. <laughs> so, so that's a reference to the music and the bat is a reference to Robert Redford's The Natural, which I've just I've never yeah. seen in my life. That music is so overused uh, up until when they, I guess they figured out, oh, I got to pay copyright on that. (laughs) Uh, So many different sports programs used to use that all the time, uh, especially during the All-Star game when they would do like the home run derby Mm -hmm. and they would show who hit the most home runs during the home run derby. And that music was always used as the montage. Like this was like at least the 80s, maybe into the early 90s. And then all of a sudden it went away because it became just as cliche as Kevin Costner's uh, Field of Dreams (laughs) references. Yeah, I think this episode all the time. This episode might use it a dozen times, yeah. and I could be being conservative with that with that estimation. It's almost every establishing shot. Yeah, I had heard Gene say that they've used they use the natural not just in this episode but in other episodes yeah. too because Fox owned the yeah. owned the rights to the natural, so it was safe for them to use it. Like how they can use the Batman theme song mm-hmm. because they own the rights to Batman. Don't forget to use your <laughs> nails, boys. That's one of my favorite lines of all time. Uh, one other thing, uh, I know I think it's Henry who usually points out when. It's uh, a character's first appearance, but <gasps> in the choking scene, was that Charlie's first appearance? The other technician they always mm. hang out with, but never socially. He's always just there in the background <laughs> at work. I-, I think it's the first time he had a voice, and Dan Castellaneta said he was just doing a Lenny imitation. So that's yeah. where that character came from. Yeah, and uh, Charlie would appear intermittently until I, th- I feel like, uh, in my mind, he always dies. Yeah, <laughs> in, in my mind, his finale scene was when he was sucked up the tube yes. of Mister Burns' tube and then dropped in India. Forced to dance. I think, but I think they just need another guy. But I think this is the episode where Lenny and Carl truly supplant Barney. Like it's not Mm. Barney was Homer's friend. It was like, oh, if Homer's going to hang out with friends, it's Barney. But as we saw, like we, I watched the Colonel Homer episode in uh, Mm. also today, and in that. When he could be hanging out with yeah. Barney, he's going bowling with Lenny and Carl. I think this is the episode that that did it. Or I think they, of... they realize how one how Barney's kind of a one note friend. But again, I am falling in love with him all over again. Every single line of his cracks me up right now. If you can punctuate any sentence with a bounce <laughs> like that, I'm going to laugh. Um, but uh, you know, we're skipping through the episode. Like uh, Homer has a magic bat, gets really good at softball. But then, of course, Burns has a Burns is having dinner with someone who was played by John Lovitz. 
in a previous episode, right? Yeah, Aristotle Amadopoulos. Aristotle um, Amadopoulos. I don't know where he was 25 years ago, maybe doing Field of Dreams or something, mm-hmm. but uh, he was not available for this, so Dan Castellaneta is, does an okay job. Yeah. He doesn't have the same John Lovitz flair to his acting uh, in that character. And again, we're in a period of peak Burns in every... He's mm. like, so I mean, to me, he's the true star of this entire Burns episode. Burns just invades the episode eight minutes in, just like, yeah. no, it's my episode now. Yeah. It's a Burns show. <laughs> Good news, sir. The plant softball team has won again. If we beat Shelbyville next week, we capture the pennant. Did you hear that, Harry? My boys need only to thump your tub, and the title is ours. Ha! The gladiators from my power plant will crush your team like nine flabby grapes. (laughs) I disagree. Would you care to bet a million dollars on that? No, if we're going to bet, why don't we make it interesting? What, a million dollars isn't interesting to you? <laughs> oh, did you say a million? I'm uh, I'm sorry, my mind was elsewhere. I thought you would start with a small amount, then we would bait each other, and... But you know how it goes. <laughs> yes, certainly, a million will be fine. <laughs> God, this episode moves so fast, the entire first yeah. act is just them winning game after game after game, and at this point, they have one more game, I believe, against Shelbyville. And it's funny, because they would have won that game, I think, without Mr. Burns' intervention, but him yeah. intervening with the best baseball players on the planet actually makes their chances worse, because Burns just screws it up. Yeah, this is Burns' plan. Smithers, I've been thinking, is it wrong to cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? Yeah, sir. Let me rephrase that. Is it wrong if I cheat in order to win a million-dollar bet? No, sir. Who would you like killed? No, Smithers. <laughs> I've decided to bring in a few ringers. Professional baseballers. <laughs> we'll give them token jobs at the plant and have them play on our softball team. I All the stuff of them playing the games mm-hmm. I thought was... Uh, a funny little just ba- playing of mm-hmm. baseball jokes, and it was where they got in all the stuff from The Natural. I had never watched The Natural until this time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch oh, it. Oh, you watched and it. Awesome. I never realized on the show Archer, mm-hmm. they do a reference to somebody saying like, oh, are you a, a young man sleeps with this older woman, and she says, are you going to be the best there ever was? And he's like, yes, I am. It's not a bold, and then she bold shoots him, and oh. she shoots oh. him, and then she. it turns out that she's a woman who kills promising sports talents, and that is from The Natural. Mm. I, I had no idea. In The Natural, the name of the bat is Wonder Boy, not Wonder Bat. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And as a kid, I I was sure Homer's bat would look hideous. It's the one thing yeah. he makes right. Yeah. He actually, like, that doesn't he even knocks fit. away a Spike-Rack-esque football yes. uh, to show a perfect bat. I remember looking hideous but then I was surprised to see it actually look like a bat with this viewing I was like oh my brain was lying to me and also in the film The Natural Wonder Boy gets destroyed before the climactic uh, batting as well Mm. but not by Roger Clemens no and Jodon Baker is in it too (gasps) as Mitchell Uh, but this is this is one of my favorite things about the episode right now and it's very esoteric and exclusive to us we have had a blast doing this show Eric I'm not sure if you know that uh, that Looking up the references Mr. Burns makes <laughs> and calling out yes. how old it is. So we, I was desperate to do this here, and I didn't remember that Smithers d- does it before I can. Mm. Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, Mordecai Three Finger Brown. Uh, sir? It, what is it, Smithers? I'm afraid all those players have retired and uh, passed on. <laughs> In fact, your, your right fielder has been dead for 130 years. Damnation! <laughs> all right, find me some good players. Living players. Scour the professional ranks. The American League. The National League. The Negro Leagues. I'm on my way, sir. believe <laughs> 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 the first and only time the word Negro was said on The Simpsons? Might be. I, maybe I something. Maybe Bumblebee Man said it. If uh, someone said it again, it was probably Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Uh, so I did look that... Says- I did look that part up. Your your right fielder's been dead for 130 years. The the subtleness of that scene where his eyes, that's the only time his eyes go wide like that was the thing that surprised him. That was the the one who was too old. I I looked it up. up Oh, Smithers was referencing Jim Crichton, the American's first baseball uh, legitimate star, and he died at the age of 21 in 1862, seven years before there was a professional baseball game. Wow. He missed the best years of the Civil War. Yeah. But I also did love the, like, relaxed attitude of softball, the softball league as well. Like, everybody drank. Even though it implies at some point that it's televised, because Homer's rewinding tape of a very far-off shot. Marge is videotaping him. From that many angles? (laughs) You just have to assume that (laughs) she she moved to different parts. Marge has a crane and and a dolly. It's it's all fair. She's sitting in the lights. So, uh, one thing I noticed, uh, we have the scene where Smithers recruits Mm. all these people yet, and it's a shame that they didn't hold on to cut scenes until season five, because I feel like... uh, 
we oh, only really? see him meeting like five out of nine of the yes. players, and four of them we don't see how Smithers meets them. And I just noticed that this time, like, oh wow, we don't see like um, I think like Wade Boggs and Daryl Strawberry. Well, yeah, the first four they name of like Wade Boggs, new head of security. This guy's this guy, and and then they just say, oh, and I'll name the other six later because I think they wanted to keep everybody's lines the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's can we talk about Jose Canseco and what yes, a piece of crap? I got a yes. nice introduction. Like, I get fifty thousand dollars to play one game. That's right, Mr. Canseco. Well, it's a pay cut, but what the heck? Yeah, I was shocked to learn that he made he made demands. They on the commentary, it's so great that they, Al Jean says like everybody was great except for a guy whose name <laughs> rhymes with Manseco. I think they were afraid they were gonna get they're gonna get beaten up by Jose Canseco. Well, we have yeah. a buddy who's had a hilarious feud with Jose Canseco. He loves to get involved with stupid arguments. Yes, our friend Dan Reichert has had a online feud with Jose Canseco yeah. multiple oh, times. Right. Which is so crazy because when in the 90s, I knew him as just like he, it was him Him and Mark McGuire were like the home run kings yeah. of the Oakland A's. They were killing it he all the time. He was the biggest baseball star when I started paying attention. and then Also the, like physically biggest. Like yeah. Monster. And the last thing I remember is him going to catch a fly and it hitting him in the head and bouncing out, out in the field in a home run. Mm. Uh, and I, I think how cartoonishly heroic he is in this episode is a result of his demands of the writers. He something do something more heroic. Yeah. And so he was originally going to be, we're jumping all around here, but he was originally going, his malady was going to be uh, caught in bed with uh, Krabappel. Right. And he didn't like that. His wife didn't like that, which, looking back on the time, it was because his wife knew he was cheating on her all the time oh. and didn't didn't like seeing it in the show. How much longer until they got divorced? Uh, actually, with it, by the time the episode aired, he had caught in a high speed chase with his wife oh, and rammed Christ. her car. Like they, <laughs> wow. they were having some a lot of public drama. But so, so instead, they changed it to him saving all the stuff. Uh, but also, uh, Marsha Wallace is credited on the episode, so it makes me think they even animated it. Right? Or yeah. The Simpsons will be right back. Talking Simpsons fans, if you're anything like Homer, I bet you enjoy a good sleep. It's a good thing today's episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses uh, combine high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Uh, and, and best of all, Casper's uh, been researching and innovating in all things sleep. So what it's managed to do is to create a mattress that costs a fraction of the competition. Casper Mattresses cost almost a quarter of the expensive store-bought mattresses. I swear, go into a big box store and check... Or rather not, don't! Casper will ship the mattress directly to you. Try it out. Sleep is important. And that's why Casper offers a risk-free 100-night trial for every mattress. If you don't like it, Casper will send a courier to pick it up, dispose of it, and you can get a complete refund. But I've never heard of that happening because it's so dang comfy. Maybe it's time to trade up from that coffee-stained IKEA mattress, people. Casper has everything from twin mattresses to California King. And Talking Simpsons listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Winnie the Pooh saying 420. Now when Pooh heard his poo-coo clock, he knew it was time for something. Oh, yes. 4.20. But he's, his own clock is called a puku. A puku clock. It, it is in the Kingdom Hearts video to, the, to that. But that. that's so egotistical that you name your own appliances after you. <laughs> you're like, giving, I don't, you're I don't, giving Pooh a lot of credit. I already for... eat all my dinner out of the micro, Dave. <laughs> that's usually um, what I get at a Chinese buffet. <laughs> I don't urinate in the crisp pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again.
I, I'm, and I was as a little kid. Ozzy, anybody remember Ozzy Smith? Oh yeah, I was, watched. Yeah. I watched his "How to Be a Shortstop" video because he was just hilarious. Dude, like little flips on the field and stuff. Like as a kid, it was the player I gravitated towards. So I love that he clearly made no demands because he's just a tourism fanatic. Oh he, really? Like, that was his actual character? I, no, no. That's but that's oh, okay. what I'm saying. Like that's what defines him as a character. He gets uh, sucked into a portal to nowhere because he's just got to take photos everywhere mm. he goes. That's 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 where they end up finding him. No, I I loved all of them, and the I have them all memorized mm-hmm. to the point where like my mom has them memorized too. And I told her I was doing this episode mm-hmm. next. She was like, "Oh yeah, Mike Sosha, he got he got some radiation poisoning, and Steve Sachs was in jail, and and uh, Roger Clemens song. was a chicken." Like she knew all those things. Let's, let's hear like, Burns introduce the uh, stable of players. And now I'd like to introduce the new members of our Happy Power Plant family: our new security guard, Roger Clemens. Hello. Our new janitor, Wade Boggs. How you doing? Our new lunchroom cashier, Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Our new, we'll, uh, we'll make up jobs for these fellas later. Please say hello to Steve Sachs, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, Ozzy Smith, Mike Sosha, and Jose Canseco. Oh, oh, by the way, you new fellas, there's a sign-up sheet for the company softball team on the bulletin board over there, uh, just in case you wish to play. Mr. Burns, with them on a team, you won't need us. Well, duh. <laughs> great burns i love that uh it's so good and I, I didn't get the, get the line in the clip but just like i'll bust you up to the big leagues uh, <laughs> as a threat to my socia that well duh is a is a cliche radio sound effect that so many shows have used oh, really? across the country well, along dude. with homer's uh dough and boring let me write that down <laughs> for my other 90 podcasts throw that in mind <laughs> that is a great so it feels like the rest of the episode is just a series of sketches with burns training yes. them with his old-timey 1890s baseball <laughs> tricks yeah. and getting them to drink nerve tonic and all this old timey training well, stuff. Ken it's Griffey all great. Jr.'s elixir? Instead yeah. of beer, from now on, you'll all be drinking this. It's a brain and nerve tonic, rich in proteids and electromagnetic juices. It promotes robust health. Of course, it has been known to cause gigantism, but only in rare cases. <laughs> Try some. Wow. It's like there's a party in my mouth. And everyone's invited. Excellent. <laughs> it's no flaming mo. Uh, that the nerve tonic line too. They said that uh, he had to get. He was recording with his father, Ken mm-hmm. Griffey Senior, another Hall of Famer. Who he he was saying like, no, Ken Junior, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong here. Like he gave him his dad gave him a line reading on that because Ken Griffey mm. was apparently Junior was apparently having trouble saying the line. Which is weird. He seems to be, like his introduction made it sound like he was having the most fun, but I just have to burn this clip of Daryl Strawberry because he becomes the most important baseball He's the player best of the cast. actor on this. Yeah. Is that, you think that's why they chose him to... Okay, Skip. Just him calling him Skip the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So great. You're Daryl Strawberry. Yes. You play right field. Yes. I play right field too. So? Well, are you better than me? Well, I never met you, but... Yes. <laughs> that is my line of the show, I think. Yeah, I, uh, we're yes. giving it the line of the show to Eric this week. He, he picked one out. Ooh, okay. He shall um, pick it. But that, I, yeah, he's just such a kiss-ass, mm-hmm. such a dick to Homer. <laughs> and he, he shows more range of emotions than any of the other uh, players, yeah. you would say. And this, this, it is weird. I think this probably gave some of the Simpsons writers license or confidence to like it doesn't matter how many guest stars we have on like it's all going to turn out great like in this episode yeah i think crusty gets canceled is a logical like conclusion yeah. of this kind of an episode which mm-hmm. we'll see next season a little later in the episode it's more of a visual than audio but in when they're in the outfield daryl jumps up to catch the fly ball <laughs> And it's like Superman because it takes so yes. long for him while he's hanging up yes. there in the air before he even comes down. So not only does he have the best lines, they also treat him like he's Superman in the episode. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He literally flies. He he's, he's the only one of nine players to not fall victim to a misfortune. Yeah. He, he escapes that fate, at least. Yeah, but I want to get to Eric's line of the show before I get to mine. Okay. Uh, but this is, leading, this is leading into your line, Eric. Uh, this one. Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. <laughs> uh, the sideburn saga is fantastic again we got two more but this is my favorite line because guess what it involves Barney oh uh, uh, yeah and I say England's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston hit the elder Lord Palmerston hit the elder okay you asked for it Bugs. <laughs> uh, dad I'm showing him Barney P 
hit the elder. Lord Palmerston! <laughs> if I walked in on two people having that argument in a bar, I'd feel better than if I won the lottery. That's so crazy. I, think I want to Boggs... sit down and listen to see how yes. that plays out. How did you get there? Please lay out what... Lord Palmerston? Did I... I meant to look this did up. Did it just start with him saying, like, uh, today's prime ministers have nothing on the old ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like this guy. No, that guy. Uh, it, I, I, I think uh, Wade Boggs had the least amount of presence in this episode. Yeah. He's also knocked out by the most pathetic drunken Springfield. So I don't know how he True. felt about so that. So they did a sequel. They planned a sequel to that joke in Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes later this season. Oh, wow. Where originally they wrote that... Barney challenges Joe Frazier to a fight, and the joke was going to be he knocks out Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier's son, wow. at the recording, said, Joe Frazier does not get knocked out by Barney. <laughs> and so they rewrote it to Bar- uh, to Barney getting beat up. Oh, I but, forgot he was in that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. But how about some more sideburns? For the last time, get rid of those sideburns. Look, Mr. Burns, I don't know what you think sideburns are, but... Don't argue with me! Just get rid of them! <laughs> Uh, I love angry uh, burns. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like you said, like every single player, like befall, like something befalls them, an injury, they're arrested. Uh, Smithers has to break the news to Burns. Smithers, it's almost game time. Where the devil are my ringers? Sir, Mike Sosha may not live through the night. <laughs> Steve Sachs is looking at six consecutive life sentences. Ozzy Smith seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, Ozzy Smith is my favorite ending. It's great because it looks like he just goes back to Peabody and Mr. Sherman time Yeah, or the Twilight Zone opening. Yeah. A couple of things about uh, Ozzy Smith in this episode. One is that he disappears going to the Springfield Mystery Spot, mm-hmm. which is... Having tickets sold by, I don't know which one of you has the favorite of uh, Hank Azaria's yes, uh, blue collar Bronson character. Yeah, Charles yeah. Bronson. <laughs> I think we all so love that character. The ticket. And then, uh, so he goes in there and he disappears. And I remember a while back there was a the oh the episode where Grandpa and his girlfriend B, mm-hmm. and the start of that episode where they're trying to figure out where every third Sunday of the month they should take Grandpa, and they're running off a list of places. And Homer goes, "Oh, the Springfield Mystery Spot," oh, and Lisa says, "No, yeah. that's just a dumb mud puddle." So now it's a big vortex where people disappear off the face of the earth. I think a Hellmouth uh, opened up in Springfield oh, in the time being. You're right, that's exactly. Yeah. Well, that is such an extreme. Like that feels like a, a proto critic or even Family Guy type joke of like just yeah. a a ten second bit that that he falls into it and it's it is inspired or it's a reference to a local thing here yeah. in San Francisco the the Santa in Santa Rosa or no Santa Clara the mystery the mystery Santa spider. Cruz Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz yeah. Uh, for some reason, it's a really popular bumper sticker with hipsters. What the hell is yes. that about? I know it's the kitschy. one bumper sticker. I know the one hipster. It is, it is great. I, I could explain it, but this is a Simpsons show. And I want to get to. I want to get to the line of the show, which we oh. uh, allowed our special guest Eric Nagel to Yay. pick. Woo-hoo. That's the joke. <gasps> Mattingly, I thought I told you to trim those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. <laughs> Fine. Still, I can better than Steinbrenner. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the context for that? I know he's a hated figure where you grew up. Yeah, like people, even when the Yankees were, you know, just you know, god awful in the in, in the eighties, uh, people who loved the Yankees but hated Steinbrenner because they always felt that he interfered and ruined, much like Burns is doing by hiring you know major league players for their softball team. Yeah. Uh, he always had a hand in ruining whatever the Yankees were trying to build. And especially if you were a Mets fan, you hated the Yankees and you hated Steinbrenner anyway. My dad never liked Steinbrenner. He was a Mets fan. But I remember watching that episode with him and I'm just turning and looking, and he was laughing so hard at that <laughs> line. Because he said, he just went like, oh, that guy's such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember something similar with my dad on like Seinfeld, because when Larry David would play Steinbrenner, I mean, like, he's still in the same position now. He's just not, like, brought up within every baseball conversation at this point. Well, I mean, Steinbrenner's been dead for a while now. He's dead? Oh, he's yeah. been dead, yeah. Oh, my God. My oh, research. Yeah, his sons run the team. Oh, I <laughs> have no idea. He's dead? Yeah, but I... Steinbrenner? I definitely, I definitely carried with me... This was the first time I'd ever heard the name Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. Same here. And then I, though, carried that poor opinion of him... To Seinfeld, when yeah. I watched Seinfeld and saw them making fun of him all the time as George. this imbecile who couldn't who couldn't run a team or even eat the different meal every time for lunch. Yeah, like I t- remember, like oh yeah, Don, Mattingly didn't. Yeah, we tried eating a Snickers bar with a knife and fork, George. Delicious. <laughs> but I he was made up. He was made so much fun of in the uh, in the nineties when they won that first World Series. I think like ninety six. Mm-hmm. Um, 
during the uh, post-game coverage, he's backstage with you know the commissioner. He's holding the trophy, and he starts blubbering like a baby. <laughs> and everyone just took that clip and started running it over and over, and you know, crying George Steinbrenner. Uh, he You're... was the original crying Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he so- was. If only memes that exist. But I did. Then, I did yeah. read on on the Simpsons wiki. They said that like Don Mattingly would eventually go to the Yankees or whatever. By the time the episode aired, or a little afterwards, he did get fined for his long hair. But where's George Steinbrenner? Like the, the has a hair requirement like fucking Disneyland? Like no mustaches and mm-hmm. long hair. I mean, some teams have that. Yeah, Don stuff. Don was with the Yankees in the eighties. I think going right into the early nineties. And then uh, eventually I wound up in Los Angeles at the Dodgers. Mm. Mm. Now, I think uh, I, I also really did love the line of like, not misfortune. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Chris, I demand that you play that because I, do I have love it. how much they hang a lantern on how improbable the next events are yeah. going to be. <laughs> Smithers, there's no way I can lose this bet. Unless, of course, my nine all-stars fall victim to nine separate <laughs> misfortunes and are unable to play tomorrow. But that will never happen. <laughs> Three misfortunes, that's possible. Seven misfortunes, there's an outside chance. But nine misfortunes, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Uh, actually, he doesn't. There oh, are eight yeah. misfortunes. Yes, but what are the odds? That's like a double trick to you. Like, number one, that he accepts, like, seven misfortunes yeah. is possible. <laughs> like, no, it wouldn't happen. But the cautious optimism. The way they trick you into thinking Daryl's taken out two <laughs> and then showing that he's still there, you're like, oh, what? So, <laughs> should we go through all of the fates of every baseball player? Yeah. Okay, because like, I wrote them all yeah. down, even though I memorized all of them, b- mm-hmm. based on the song. I, that's an easy way to do it. So, Steve Sachs, pulled over by the Springfield Cops. Great scene. <laughs> Since I heard some guy got killed in New York City, and they never found out. Uh, so Mike Sosha, uh, the the most horrifying non non cartoony fate. Dead. He, like, yeah. He's dead. He's dead. I think that was one of the first times Hibbert had done his like, "Oh, you'll be dead." Yeah, he said, you'll be you'll be barely able to breathe by tomorrow. Uh, and then Ken Giff- Griffey Jr. Obviously, gigantism. Yeah. Good lord. Good lord. Why does he react so crazily to that when he's like, oh, yeah, you have radiation poisoning. You'll have trouble breathing tomorrow. Ha, ha, ha. Good Lord, gigantism. I, I think just his giant head is just yeah. hard to look at. Oh, I that disease on the outside. Mike Sosha does such a good job of, like, yeah. can't speak yeah. at normal rates. He, he might have the most lines. I think so, yeah. He embraces the blue-collar working environment Other the most. Other than Daryl. I think Daryl has more. Yeah. Time. Jose Canseco, uh, as we said before, pulling, burning things out of a building for maybe 18 hours yeah. because it, it's... <laughs> Starts at night, and during the day, he's still doing it. Uh, Wade Boggs, knocked out by Barney. We saw that. Um, Ozzie Smith, he fell into the mystery spot. Don Mattingly, the sideburns thing. Roger Clemens uh, thinks he's a chicken now because of the hypnotist. hypnotist. Season and one hypnotist who really stands out. Like, it is a season one design, yeah. and it just it looks all wrong. The hypnotist was also the instructor of the Santa school. Yes, yeah. that's yes, right. In the first episode. That's exactly right. Top. Yes. So he has many skills. And I also, I also thought he was the scientist at the end of The Call of the Simpsons when they were trying to figure out if Homer huh. really was Bigfoot. Yes. But it was just a German scientist looking scientist that had the same voice. Holy crap. Yeah, he seems like a very season one stock character, like yeah. Henry was saying. I don't think we would see him ever again. Well, he breaks those rules Matt Groening talks about of like nobody is allowed to have Homer's beard line or a mm-hmm. similar hairline. Yeah. And it feels like Klasky Chupo just pulled a dude out of the out of they're like, We don't want to design a new guy. Look, we <laughs> Got a, we got a doctor type right here. This town's getting crowded. And uh, Daryl Strawberry, he's the one who survives, but yeah. uh, he was pulled out of the game by Burns. Uh, for yeah. reasons I can't really remember. I love clear. this so how much. In, like, He was how, playing the percentages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have a clip. Just let me play this one first because it is one of my favorite. As an adult, <laughs> the inspirational sports speech from Burns. All right, you ragtag bunch of misfits. You hate me, and I hate you even more. <laughs> but without my beloved ringers... You're all I've got. So I uh, want you to remember some inspiring things that someone else may have told you in the course of your lives <laughs> and go out there and win. Smithers <laughs> so is choked it's, up. It's one of my favorite clips, but yeah, this is this is uh, this is uh, Burns pulling um, pulling Strawberry out. You, Strawberry, good effort today. Take a lap and hit the showers. I'm putting in a right-handed batter to hit for you. What? Your pitch hitting for me? Yes. You see, you're a left-hander, and so is the pitcher. If I send up a right-handed batter, it's called playing the percentages. <laughs> it's what smart managers do to win ball games. But I've got nine home runs today. You should be very proud of yourself. Nine Sit down, runs. Simpson. You're batting for strawberry. 
the cadence of how he's playing the percentages. Yeah, yeah. it's just so great. I yeah. think we're forgetting. I mean, Daryl Strawberry obviously a better uh, player than Homer, but Homer is really, really good at softball. That entire well, first montage is him hitting home run after home run. I looked at the scoreboard; said it was forty-three <laughs> to was forty-three, and uh. Daryl Strawberry lays claims to nine of those runs. That well, is that is a little over a fifth. Well, meaning the rest of the team is perfectly capable. If it's possible that they were on base, like he could have, he could have been at least uh, if they were like grand slam. Four grand slams times nine. That's 36. He could have hey, 36. As the biggest sports expert in the room, you don't get that many <laughs> runs with a good outfielder. So some of that shit's got to be on Daryl at is, the end of the day. Using sports cliches, I 110%. Mean, 43 to 43 is an, is an insane number. Like, that is a crazy. No baseball game has that number. Yeah, you would see grown like, men forfeit before the scoreboard got to 43. Well, and that. Uh, All the these F- major league players suck, yeah. then, you know? 43 to 43, and they're losing to Shelbyville. Yeah. Maybe the Aristotle Amadopoulos got some ringers of his own. Yeah. Maybe. Some minor league ringers, maybe. Oh, he moneyballed it. I see how that works. Uh-huh. I just got to check. We have a jingle for a death of a. Guest star cast member. I think all these baseball players are still with us. I believe so. Yeah, I don't think any Their of them careers are, dead. are over. I think, but well, I mean, they're definitely over. Yeah, I'm sure. Is. Like at least three of them have a great used car lot somewhere. In I was going to say that. I assume they all manage restaurants that they <laughs> that are named after them, right? Uh, there, nice to see you. Thank you for coming into Boggs Conseco Burger. <laughs> there are some very good. Uh, <laughs> there are some very good um, oral histories for this episode out there. That uh, I believe it was uh, one of the Gawker affiliates, mm-hmm. Deadspin. Deadspin did one where they interviewed the players now, yeah. and how unless they were like the most famous dudes in it, like I don't think uh, Mattingly or Daryl said they're only remembered for this episode, but <laughs> like Mike Socius or Steve Sachs both were like. I'm only asked about the Simpsons. Like, I'll maybe I'll get signatures about baseball every once in a while, but more often they're like, "No, what? What was the Simpsons like? What was the Simpsons that was, like?" That was my theory that like these players will live a lot longer than they would. And I, I looked it up. I think there's only like three or four of them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, but they somehow like they'll live longer in the Simpsons episode than in the yeah, Hall again, of Fame. I know nothing about baseball outside of these people, and yeah. that's it. And Ozzy even joked in the interview that he said, like, he wants to come back to an episode because he doesn't like being trapped in limbo <laughs> this entire time. He oh, wants my God. It's been back. 25 years. Uh, just look, look at like, great on the final episode of The Simpsons when they're oh. finishing the entire run. Just, uh, oh, there's Ozzy Smith. He's just in the background there. He just, he just pulled, fell out of, like, a vortex. Yeah, pulled or out by the real Seymour Skinner. Just all the things that we didn't want addressed again. <laughs> well, did they move the mystery spot when they moved the town 100 hey, miles? we don't acknowledge that, that here. Uh, <laughs> so I think the last episode should be the aged baseball players versus the Springfield uh, team and I think they could actually win with playing against 60 year old baseball players that would be funny if they met them again they're like oh you guys are all 60 but wait we're the same age how have you aged 25 years since the last time we saw you maybe Ozzy Smith could stay Ozzy Smith because of the mystery spot oh there was another bit too uh, Homer scratching himself I love it it was great (laughs) I never it was my favorite gag oh dear hmm Children, tell me when your father stopped scratching himself. <laughs> Kids? We'll tell you, Mom. <laughs> so the Fox censors hated that. They're like, really? you were allowed one scratch. That's what he gets, one scratch, and then they pull away. But the advertisers on Fox loved it, yeah. and then they like <laughs> looped it. The ad was just him scratching his crotch. Well, I mean, that was every promo in the beginning of Married with Children. It wasn't even a scratch. It was like a full-on hand on dick. Yeah, yeah it's like for Al, Al Bundy. Bundy will touch his penis every night. Chris, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Do you ever watch these old seasons and then try to remember what clip it was from each episode Absolutely. that they used to run in those ads Absolutely. with children we, we were when we were doing we were recording colonel homer as well and i remember exactly which one was in the promo oh that one especially you did yeah. say sugar right mm. yeah like i remember the dirtiest so jokes yeah that was that was fox's identity like the dirty channel yeah i guess take it was. that nbc i guess it was I, I, and again I, like I, I love when i was a kid i cut the commercials out of the tape too i try to get it started just in time, but there's nothing I love more now than going into YouTube and disappearing into 1992 commercials. Sears and Apple Cinnamon Cheerios and my buddy. It's all. I, I wish I hadn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> and I don't. I don't have the stats on this. I forgot to write them down. But mm-hmm. this episode broke some sort of record for Fox in terms yes. of ratings. Like I think it had a 23 share. 23 percent of TVs in America wow. were watching this episode on that night. Wow. Right. So the fox. Uh, the facts about this episode is that it is the first episode. 
They had that beat Cosby in the ratings. It was the first time a new episode of The Simpsons beat a new episode of Cosby in the ratings. Wow. Which and would s- end in two months. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they second, did it, though. And second, it beat the Olympics. It was airing new against the the, the wow. Olympics in 92, but people, it wasn't that interesting and at to this people. point, Fox could not afford, afford pro sports on their channel, I believe. They made they, a huge deal about getting MLB up they, to the point of bumping Futurama. They for got MLB in 96, so they yeah. had all these major league stars on TV here, yeah. and then they wouldn't get MLB until 1996. Wow. wow. So yeah, I guess we should say how the episode ends. Homer essentially gets hit with a ball, <laughs> and that causes, yeah, that, that causes the, uh, the, the one run they need or whatever to yeah. win the game, and they win. So and there's a great shot at the end. I want a print of that or something. All the players, Ozzy Smith's like force ghost is floating yeah. there. Like, <laughs> yes. like uh, right. I think it should Obi-Wan be the shot for the episode. Yeah, for sure. No, that will be the shot of this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I grabbed it already, actually. <laughs> but b- that, before but... we go, I did want to note that uh, on the commentary, they mentioned two uh, cast members hated this episode. That was Julie Kavner and Harry Shearer, which just goes to show you can never trust Harry Shearer's opinion about The Simpsons <laughs> because he disliked this episode. I could, I, I could kind of see why the, like, the, the characters are pushed out of the episode in for, you know, a bunch of sketches of about Burns. baseball players. Yeah. So, it's Burns and baseball players. I mean, yeah. They broke format a little. I I think they didn't like celebrities taking over, and I think this did kind of foreshadow the very celebrity-driven episodes. Everyone of the plays themselves. Come, but I I still think it is a great episode. It is still one of my favorites. I always remember because talking about Eric, Eric talking about taping the shows. Mm-hmm. This was the first one on the Simpsons the fourth Simpsons tape in the house. Mm. So if we were going to marathon it, start from the beginning, boom, we start strong with Homer at the bat <laughs> and just go from there. I I, th- I think they're learning at this point. It's like there's no through line, there's no moral, there's no theme. It's just a bunch of jokes and then the episode ends. Like as soon as it needs to end, it ends and that's why I like it. It's just a fun, carefree episode without like any sort of anything really at stake, which mm-hmm. is, oh, some, it's fun to do that sometimes, I think. Yeah, you got any parting thoughts I, on it, Eric? That that ending photo before mm-hmm. they get into yes. their version of uh, Terry Cashman's uh, talking mm. softball. Oh, thank you. It, I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to figure out what, if it was from a sports movie, the way that thing was posed, or if it was really just the end of The Shining. Oh. You know, <laughs> Dick is standing there with the whole crowd, and everyone's in weird positions. You've always been here, Mister Boggs. <laughs> wow, that's so right. He's so oh, wow. Uh, uh, I never thought that. But yeah, he mentions the Terry Cashman song, so. I never heard I have, talking baseball until I actually. I only wish I had just a, listened I, to it. I wish I had a term for this of like Simpsons things I didn't know were references for a decade. Oh yeah, because <laughs> this song wasn't on the. This seems like a novelty song. It's from uh, 1981. I've only first heard it today, and I was like, yeah. "Well, the Simpsons one is better, of course." <laughs> well, and so yeah, it was it was just the history of baseball in a song, and it was real helpful. I saw a YouTube video. I watched a YouTube video of it that had you know photos of each guy he's talking about mm-hmm. because I I'm not a baseball expert so I hadn't heard of most of the players mm. and uh, and then when he the, so Jeff Martin the mm-hmm. previously mentioned Jeff Martin who wrote most of their joke songs in the early seasons he wrote this parody of it, and then they just got Terry Cashman to wow. sing the version of it. I, that's the, it's the same guy? <laughs> same guy. Same guy, yeah. Oh. Same guy. Wow. I love how they snuck the lyric, grotesquely swollen jaw, into a song, and it works. You would never think that would work, but it works so well. Jaw and law rhymes yeah. so easily. And that's Jeff Martin, man, a genius. A genius. Ozzy and the straw. So I guess we're going to wrap up today, unless yeah. there's anything else. Eric, uh, you're our special guest. Where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you? Uh, my show's Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. on the West Coast on uh, Sirius 206, XM 103, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Cool. Yeah. And do you have a Twitter we can follow you on? E-Rock Radio? Uh, yeah, E-Rock Radio. Um, if I'm not posting... Uh, you know, uh, food facts or, or <laughs> dumb nonsense that I'm playing Overwatch late at night. Um, I'm usually quoting and putting out Simpsons. One time <laughs> yeah. uh, for Thanksgiving, if you go back a few years ago, I uh, described my entire Thanksgiving day with just screen caps of the Thanksgiving episode. Wow. Where they were watching football and Bart broke the centerpiece. Thank God Frankieak exists now. It makes That's, it so much easier. Makes it a little easier. But yeah. I used to feel special every Christmas when I posted the picture of Mo with his head in the oven with no funeral <laughs> posted on his back. That's a great picture. It's one of my favorite pictures ever. So wonderfully dark. So I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. You can find that every Monday at retronauts.com or usgamer.net. Everybody else, uh, where can we find you? What do you do? Well, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. I write for fandom.wikia.com. That's where you'll find uh, my thoughts on comics and games and all that other stuff. But I also 
am part of the Laser Time Podcast Network. Family. Support, the family. Mister. Supported by Patreon.com slash Laser Time. I do this one. I'll appear on Laser Time. I... Uh, put Cape Crisis on indefinite hiatus, but there is a ton of great episodes if you never listened to it. And the only reason this show happened books. is because Patreon made it happen, and the people who supported uh, the Laser Time Network. Uh, again, we cannot thank you enough. Laser Time is also a show that's sing- has a singular pop culture topic, but I- I'm also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention 30 2010, uh, a look back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, in the past of that week in pop culture and news. Blah blah blah. You get it, Jesus. Say, say something else, Eric. I feel like we didn't let you talk enough. <laughs> uh, well, I subscribe to the Patreon. I support <gasps> you guys and everything you do with I'm Laser flattered. Time. Uh, after I found your show, I was like, well, they're in season two. Where the hell season one? <laughs> and then when I found out, I'm like, well, I'm subscribing to Patreon. And I got the first season of Talking Simpsons. I enjoy the bonus time stuff that you guys do. Oh, thanks, I man. just started subscribing to 302010. And, of course, I like Bob Mackey's uh, Retronauts. I listen to that all oh, the time. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate oh, thank it. thank you. Man. Yeah. Well, I also, I know you have uh, a, at least the, the critic clip I saw on the, I think, on the YouTube page for your for your thing, too. So people can look that up and, and mm-hmm. hear that clip, right? Yeah. It's a YouTube.com slash It's Eric Nagel. Um, it, if you ch- just put in Simpsons, you'll see every Simpsons uh, <laughs> interview that we've done, oh, and you'll man. see the one I'm talking about with uh, Mike Reese, Jeff Martin, John Lovitz, Nancy Nancy Cartwright. It was just ridiculous. By the way, little tip, uh, little note with the John Lovitz thing. So I brought in um, my uh, unopened Playmates figure of um, Marge's ex uh, old boyfriend, Artie Ziff, and I wanted to have him. Yeah, Artie Ziff, and I, I wanted to have him sign signs it. One more time. Do the interview and everything. We're saying goodbye. We're taking photos and everything. And uh, he decides, he takes it and puts it in his bag and he's leaving with it. <gasps> he thought it was his gift. Oh. But he signed it earlier, which didn't make any he sense. Said. So I'm in the hallway saying, John, John, hey, uh, that's not yours. And then he's like, oh. oh, okay. And then he took it out of his bag. And I was like, that is so weird. He signed it and then thought it was his. <laughs> and he said, good night <laughs> to eBay. <laughs> well, thank you Actually. so much to Eric for being on the show. Yeah, we dude. all really appreciate it. Please check out his stuff. We'll be back next week when Lisa turns bad. See you then. Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile We're talking softball From Maine to San Diego Talking softball Manningly and Conseco Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the Straw We're talking softball Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the Straw